0: All right, well, we sure are glad that you guys are here. Welcome again this morning to Momentum Church. We got a lot of new faces here today. This is just great. And um, I'm the pastor of the church. My name's Tim. And uh, nothing more than a servant, nothing more than your servant. And we're glad that you're with us today. What a beautiful day that God has made. We'll rejoice today. Man, turn around and look at the water, would you? Turn around and look at this just for a second. You got to look at that. You know what's amazing? What's amazing is the song that we just sang declared that there's no one greater, there's no one higher, there's no one like our God. That means nobody. You may be president of the United States or think you're gonna be the next president of the United States, but there's no one like our God. Isn't that pretty cool? You may run kingdoms, but there's no one like our God. Nobody. You know, the Bible says that our God, that even the wind and the waves obey Him. That's pretty powerful. How would you like to have that kind of power? If you did, you'd be God. <laughs> That's God. And so you know what? We just want to pause today. Can we just, can we just maybe take like 30 seconds and, and just be still before God? Just for a minute, just be still. It's been phenomenal music. Man, we, we love good music. We love good music. Thank God for music. Music's important to God. He made it. And we love good music. And the band does an amazing job. But we don't worship the band. We, we worship him who made the band. And so I just want to encourage it, man. Just today, would you, 30 seconds right now, would you just close your eyes? And let's just be still just for a minute. Just feel the wind and remember that even the wind and the waves obey him. He's that powerful. He's that sovereign. You know what's amazing is is that well everyone's packing up and everyone getting ready for what's coming. God, like God knows, God knows exactly what the storm is going to look like. You know, last night they were saying the storm was this, and then this morning they're saying the storm is that, and this afternoon they'll be saying the storm has moved, and it's, and it keeps changing. God knows to the very center of the picture. He knows exactly what the storm looks like, and can I just relay that real fast just to the wind? No. Can I just relay that real quick to our lives That no matter what storm that you find yourself in, God knows exactly what that looks like. He knows exactly. No one else may understand. You may, man, you may have tried for forever to to get help or get healing, maybe get hope in an area of your life. And you're like, man, I just feel stuck. Can I tell you something? There is a God. Here's hope today. There is a God that knows you and knows your storm and he wants to meet you right there. So that's amazing. What a great crowd today. As I look out, it's very encouraging. You guys are awesome. Well, uh, so many people are hurrying and scurrying about because we got a hurricane coming. You guys chose well and wisely to come here and to worship the one that makes the wind and the waves. That's just so cool, so cool. It's amazing, it's amazing. One of of our, our pastors asked me this morning, he's like, man, do you think it'll be a big day today? And I said, well, it will be a big day. I, I don't know how many people will have, but it will be a big day. Because the Bible says where two or three get together, that Jesus is there. And that makes it a big day. It makes it a big day. And we got a packed house, so um, it's, a, it's a big day. Well, today we start a three-week series. And I want you to be here for every part. Because every part is an extremely important to who we are as a church. And the series we're starting is called DNA. It's about who we are as a church who we are, who who is, what is momentum about, and, and who are we. And we're going to talk about three things. Some of you, you've heard them. And um, maybe you're brand new. Today's the first time that you'll hear it. But I want to talk today about a strand of our DNA, the first strand of our DNA. And got a, got a message I want to share with you, a really cool Bible story. How many guys love science? How many absolutely love science? Science is your deal. So I'm going to read some stuff from you that... Um, that you will really probably enjoy and I'll probably totally mispronounce. Anyone know what DNA stands for? What does the D stand for? What is it? <laughs> I'm still going to mess this up, but yeah. Deoxy... Anyone want to try this? This is a big word here. It's basically this. <laughs> Do you like that transition there? It's basically a nucleic, a nucleic acid that contains the genetic instructions used in the development for the functioning of all living organisms. That's what DNA is. They have different segments, and they carry out some information. We know that is genes, right? We got good genes. Well, I read a little bit, and I thought, man, here's some good stuff. Listen, just a couple quick facts about DNA real quick. Number one, um, I'm just going to refer to it as DNA. Um, DNA, or this acid, is a hereditary material in humans and almost all other organisms. Also, nearly every cell in a person's body has the same DNA. I want you to think about that. Some of you guys are business owners. Don't you want the DNA of your company trickling from you, from the vision that you have for your company, all the way down to the bottom, from the highest to the lowest, and spread throughout the organization. If you're on the football team, the football coach has a vision of where he'd like the football team to go and and to be like this season, but you know what? It's got to go all the way down to the defensive line. The defensive tackle's got to, okay, this is my role, this is my position, this is what I got to do, because it's a team, it's all working together. I thought this was interesting. Most DNA is located in the cell nucleus, and that's where it's called the DNA. And then the information that's in the DNA is stored as a code that's made up of four chemical bases. It's A, G, C, and T. But here's what's interesting. Human DNA consists of about three billion bases, and more than 99% of those bases are the same in all people. I mean, and that just, that's crazy. How many are, man, I'm speaking your love language here. You're like back in science class. You're like loving life. How many of you are like remembering how bad you did in science class? And you're like, oh, that's why I didn't do well. Okay. And then two more things. I love this. This is where we'll land it. But an important property of DNA, listen to this. The most important property of DNA is that it can replicate or make copies of itself. Now watch this. We'll keep this picture up real quick. Won't get into too uh, too much science here, but if you straighten this picture out, it would look like a ladder. And you've got two walls here we'll call it, and then the DNA that run between the walls. And the deal is the DNA has to reproduce itself. It has to be the same to get the rung on the ladder to make the next thing in it. It forms this cord. From this acid. It's just, it's amazing. But it has to replicate. It has to copy itself exactly. And it, it's critical when the cells divide because each new cell has to have an exact copy from the old cell. It has to totally be the same. You know what's amazing? Why we're starting out this series is because we believe that God has amazing plans for Momentum Church. And I wanna share with you just something real quick. You know, we're blessed to be out here, and as you know, the rain sometimes um, affects us a little bit, a, a hurricane, that kind of stuff, but man, we're blessed to be out here and worship God like this. Isn't this amazing? But we know that we're close. It's been summertime, and we're close to being out of room, so we began to make preparations to start another campus, and to say, you know what? We always want to, want as long as we can, and God allows, keep this campus here, because every week we see people walking by, people stop. The power of the gospel, the power of the Holy Spirit, arrest their attention. And they are right there. And that's what we want to be, right here where people are. We love that. And we love that, you know what, that this church is not about what you wear. God looks on the inside. Man looks on the outside. The Bible says God looks on the heart. And so we have an audience right here, and that's what it's about. But we also know this, in order to keep growing, we got to have more room. And so we began to talk to the middle school. We got thumbs up from the, the principal. Principal Cobb, a great man, and um, the school board uh, will go to vote. It was supposed to be this week. We got bumped till two more weeks, but it looks like all systems are go. And so, Lord willing, later this fall, we will begin to have another campus. We'll meet here. The plan is to meet here around 9 in the morning, a little bit early, bump it up, 9, maybe 9.30. It's still in flux. We're, we're working through it. But then to have it at 11 o'clock over there. And so for people that love this, here it is, for people that like AC, especially in the summertime, they have children and, you know, all that fun stuff, to have incredible environments over there. That's not going to be free. It's not going to be cheap. And I'm not a pastor that's hungry for money. Um, I, I just say this just so you know, been here, gone months without a salary, months. Not to pat my back, but I want you to know that I practice what I preach. It's been over seven months since I've had a paycheck. And I don't say that for you to feel sorry for me. I don't say that for nothing. But for you to know that when I do start talking about money, it's not so I turn around and go buy a better Lexus. Nothing wrong with the Lexus. But I, you know what I'm saying? That's not my heart. When I talk about, hey, we're going to have to raise money, it's because we're going to have to reach people. And ministry demands money. It takes money to minister to people. When we move to the school, we're going to have to have brand new equipment. We're going to have to have brand new stuff. And it's going to mean... It's going to mean that we're going to have to step up as a church and say, you know what? Even if this is your campus and you're like, man, I want to stay here. I love this environment. To say, you know what? We want to reach people over there. Because you know what? It won't be too long. We'll be starting another campus. We're already looking to Navarre. It won't be too long after that. We'll be starting another campus. And DNA is critical that the strands, the same that when we started this thing by prayer and fasting, will be the same DNA, the exact Replicate of itself, whether it's in Gulf Breeze Middle School, whether it's in a movie theater in Destin, that Momentum Church is the same. And so today, I want to speak briefly. I want to tell you an incredible story that the Holy Spirit showed me has our DNA, has the three strands of our DNA. Do you know the Bible says? The Bible says this. The Bible says that a, street, a, a tree, a, a three, a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. And so in our DNA are three words. Number one is the message I want to talk today about week one is community. And you, oh man, I've heard this message. No, but you've heard the value. Because we really value community. Momentum Church, part of our strand of our DNA, part of our genetic makeup is community. And today I'm going to talk about community. We have these bracelets made, and on the inside, and I encourage you, man, if you have one of these, I wear it. I take it off to sleep because I'm a light sleeper, and I turn, and I feel it against my skin, and it wake me up. So I take it off, but in the morning, I put it back on, and I wear it because I want people to know I go to Momentum Church, and I want to have an opportunity for someone to say, man, what does that say? Oh, man, that's my church, man. It's Momentum Church. Have you heard? And invite them. And so I just want to throw some of these out r- real quick today, but it has the three strands of our DNA On the inside, because DNA is found on the inside, and our DNA is found on the inside of Momentum Church. That's why we did it. So community, compassion, and commission. I just want to throw some out. Maybe you don't have one. I got about 15 here. Raise your hand. I'll do my best. I I don't know if I'd do better throwing it overhand or underhand, but I'm going to try to throw some of these well, watch that. Uh, it's, like my bu- it's like my buddy, we're in eighth grade, we went bowling, and he got a bowling ball. It's too small, and he got his knuckles stuck, and he went back, and he went with the ball. It was not good. It was not good. Here we go. Will you help me? I don't, I don't think with a win, I'm going to do too good throwing these out. We'll throw a couple of these out over here. I don't know. Maybe a couple of y'all know, need these. Here we go. Just a big throw. Big throw. There we go. Help yourself. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Hey, D, take one out of my friend out there, will you? Right out here. Yes, sir. I see you, sir. Here you go, D. I'll throw it to you. Yeah, I was trying to keep that from happening. Yes, sir. Georgia Bulldogs, I see you, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm excited, man. Excited. College football. Well, here's the deal. Today, I want you to get our DNA because we have to replicate ourselves. Listen to me. When we go to the school, which is in a couple months, we are going to have to have a whole new wave of volunteers step up. Not the day we get there. Now. Now. And we got to have not only volunteers step up, nothing stronger than the heart of a volunteer. Go volunteer. Yes, sir. I see. Did you see the little setup there? We were going somewhere, sir. It was all planned out. It was strategic. But I want to tell you something. We need people to step up and say, you know what? I am Momentum Church. I get the genetic makeup of Momentum Church. I am all about community. I'm all about compassion. The Bible says we're to love God and love others. That's the center of the mark. That's the deal. And the commission. We're not here to go to church. We're not here to just put on a cool thing. We're here because we believe that people without Jesus are dead. Did you hear me? They're not just like confused. They're not just not informed. They are dead. Without Jesus. When Jesus comes into the picture, they are made alive. So pre-Jesus, death. With Jesus, life. Are you tracking with me? Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs oxygen. It doesn't matter what your religion is, what your race is, what your sexual preference is. It doesn't matter. You better have oxygen to breathe. And I'm telling you, all those things, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. You need Jesus to have life. Without Jesus, we are dead. And I know we're getting ready to get, you know, voting and all this stuff. I just want to say this. There's not a Republican that's going to save America. And there's not a Democrat that's going to save America. Only Jesus can save America. Only Jesus can reach into a broken home and make it right. Only Jesus. And that's why Momentum Church exists. We want to see people far from God, brought close to God. You hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about someone who is struggling with drugs so bad that the kids are getting beat and the stuff in the house is getting sold because they got to get another fix. I want to give me those people. I want to see those people radically transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. Because God loves taking a Saul and making him Paul. That's the power of the gospel. And that's why we exist. We're not here to make Christians feel comfortable. We're not here to make you feel catered to. We're not here to make you feel like, oh, I'm just so happy. No, 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 no. We're here to reach people who are far from God and get them close to Jesus. Are you with me today? That's good preaching right there. Put your hands together. Give the Lord a hand. You know, I grew up in church. My dad was a pastor, and I, I'll just be honest with you, man. Some of the stuff I saw in church, I just didn't like. And church, people were mean, man. They were mean. If Aunt Sally didn't get the color carpet she wanted, Aunt Sally would throw a fit. And if Deacon Bob so-and-so didn't, you know, get his way, watch out. Listen, man, it ain't about me. It ain't about you. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so the DNA is to say community. We're going to lift up Jesus, but we're going to start with community. I want to tell you today that why community is part of our DNA is because that is where the invitation to a changed life is given. That is the context for true life change. Can I say it again? Community is the context for real, authentic life change change. What are you talking about, Tim? That sounds cool, but I'm not sure where you're going. Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's where I'm going. What I'm talking about is wherever that part of you is messed up and you know it needs to be redeemed. There's a church word. It means to be made right, okay? It needs to be cleaned up. It's like someone spilled a drink on the table and everyone pushes back and starts grabbing to clean up the mess. Whatever segment, whatever area, whatever drawer, or door in your life has a mess behind and you're struggling to clean it up and you can't just get it right and you wish, oh God, I wish you would fix that in my life. That is what we're talking about. That is life change. Jesus can take an alcoholic who spends all his money on beer and beats his children and he can turn around and make one of the greatest daddies there's ever been. That's the power of a changed life. Are you with me? The Bible says that Jesus can take what's wrong and he can totally make it right. He can do it for you as a Christian. He can do it for someone who's lost and far from God. Have you ever known someone that was angry? I'm talking about jacked up. What's your problem? What's your deal? He got a, she got an issue. Someone, man, who peed in your Cheerios? What is going on? You're, like, you're sitting there. Maybe you're thinking... He's talking about me. (laughs) No, you don't want to say it. Maybe you know someone like that, and you're like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? They need the power of Jesus in their life. For Jesus to take them, take what's wrong, and to make it right. Let's talk about community just for a minute. Luke 15, if you have your phones. If you have your iPads, if you have your Bibles, turn to, I said 15, excuse me, Luke 5. Luke 5 is where our text is today. Luke 5. And we're going to read, we're going to read about eight verses starting in verse 18 through 26 of an incredible, powerful story. We're going to be in this story for three weeks, today and two weeks after that. Because within this story contains Momentum's DNA. And the first strand of our DNA is what? Community. By the way, Momentum Church is what? We are a community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good driven to change the world. Can we say it again? Here it is, Momentum. We are a community of Jesus followers, not the pastor follower, not the denomination follower, Jesus followers. Because only Jesus got 100 so we're just going to follow Jesus. In a day and age where we follow every... My goodness. We follow everyone. We follow people on Facebook. We follow people on Twitter, Instagram, and all these other things. You know, we got people follow. You know, how many followers you got? Well, I got so many followers. And, you know, I, and, and so-and-so followed you. I'm like, I don't even care, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, someone follow me on Instagram. Well, yeah, this... Uh, no, no, no. We, t- we want to be Jesus followers. Because only Jesus got 100. This guy's not perfect. This guy... Messes up. As much as I love Jesus and as much as I try to get it right, I ain't getting a hundred. In fact, <laughs> I probably not even get an A. So I want to be a Jesus follower. Moment of church, we are a community, say it with me, of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good, driven to change the world. Our vision's huge. We're gonna change the world. How are we gonna change the world? Well, we just had Project Supply. And starting next week, you're going to get a, you'll get an email, our, our e-newsletter this week. We're going to do Project Supply for India. Pam Kimball, raise your hand, will you? Pam's getting ready to go in September, go to India. And we, Momentum Church, are going to get to go to India through Pam Kimball. And we are going to take supplies via Pam over to India to be able to change the world from Gulf Breeze, Florida. Isn't that awesome? So Project Supply. India. That's that's one of the ways we're going to change the world. And that's who we are. We're a community of Jesus followers. Look at Luke five real quick. We'll read the story, and uh, you, you'll be shocked that the message is over. Luke chapter five verse eighteen. Some men arrived carrying a paralytic on a stretcher. They were looking for a way to get into the house and set him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way in, why couldn't they find a way in? Because of the crowd. They went up on the roof. They removed some tiles and let them down in the middle of everyone, right in front of Jesus. Impressed by their bold belief, he said, friend, I forgive your sins. That set the religious scholars and Pharisees buzzing. Who does he think he is? That's blasphemous talk. God and only God can forgive. No, let me read it like this. God, and only God, can forgive sins. You ever known a Pharisee? They were Pharisees, that's what they were saying. Who does he think he is, God and only God? They're so far from God, so close to him, and yet so far, they, they didn't have a clue. That's what religion will do to you, by the way. Religion, religion will put a mask on your face, but Jesus not underneath. Jesus knew exactly what they were thinking, and he calls them out. I love it. And he said, (laughs) I love the message, why all this gossipy whispering? Which is simpler, to say, I forgive your sins? Or to say, get up and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I'm the son of man, by the way, the son of man was a title Jesus gave to himself. Oftentimes, when Jesus talked about himself to others, he would call himself the son of man. There's a truth in the Bible that he was 100% man, 100% God. That's a big fancy word we learn in Bible school. But that's what it's talking about. It's the hypostatic union. And all that means is Jesus was both. He was 100% man and 100% God. You with me? So Jesus, when he saw his friends crying because their brother died named Lazarus, Jesus wept because he was man. But he also in the boat said, Peace be still. And the wind and the waves stop like that. And the disciples like to go nuts because they were like, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? He was God. He was man. He was the God man. So here he calls himself the son of man. He says, just so it's clear, I'm the son of man and authorized to do either or both. He now spoke directly to the paraplegic. get up. The thing about Jesus is Jesus had authority. The religious authorities lacked in authority. But the thing that was so awesome about Jesus is that he just had that authority because he knew who he was. And he tells him, get up, take your bedroll, and go home. Without a moment's hesitation, the paraplegic did. He did it. He got up, he took his blanket, and he left for home Giving glory to God all the way. What does that mean? It means he was shouting. He was dancing. He was like, dude, this is awesome. Yo, yo, yo. He was going nuts. And people were like, what's up with that guy? What's his problem? The problem was he couldn't get around. And then came Jesus. And now he's moving and dancing to the rhythm of Jesus being there. Are you with me? That's the power of Jesus. And so he's going nuts. And the people says this, or the Bible says this, the people rubbed their eyes, incredulous, and then they also gave glory to God, awestruck. And here's what they said. We've never seen anything like that. So the first strand within our DNA is community. I want you to think real quick as we close. I want you to think about this just for a minute. Jesus Jesus is teaching. He's in a house. The house is packed because God is love. Jesus is love. Whenever love's in the house, the house is packed. Thank you, Toby Mac. And so the house is packed. And there's this guy that can't move. He's on a stretcher. He can't move. He can't skip. He can't dance. He can't tap his foot. This this dude's messed up and probably been messed up for a long time. But he had friends. You hear me? He had friends. He had people That knew him. The thing about friends is they love us not for who we pretend to be, but for who we really are. They love us in spite of our weaknesses. Everyone in this room today, you know someone you work with, someone you live with, someone you live near. Someone you know that they just irritate you. They get under your skin, and there's this thing about them you wish God would fix today or yesterday. And it's just like, you know, you're like, my favorite verse in the Bible is where it says, love all men as much as possible, and that ain't possible right there. That, that ain't possible. He's not possible. She's not possible. We all know, right? But we forget that we're like that. That there's a section of our lives that someone's like, "Oh Jesus, heal him," "Oh Jesus, fix her," "Oh Jesus, help them. They don't even know it. I was sitting in class in high school one day, and our teacher, our our teacher um, was teaching a class. Really, really tall, and he was teaching. He had had a booger hanging out of his nose, and. Um, I happened to be in, I happened, I I was absent, so I went to another room, actually, and I was in with the older students, and I'm in there, and I think it may be two grades above me or whatever, and so I slipped out when my class had a test, and uh, I'm cool, man, I'm with older kids, this is awesome, I'm watching them, I'm trying to figure out how to be cool, because these guys are cool, so here it goes, and I'm sitting in there, and he's teaching, and there's this girl in the front row, and she really likes this teacher, you know, just as a teacher, he's a good guy, and she's trying to help him, she's like, And he's talking, and, he, and, he, and the, you know, he's breathing the, you know. The, <laughs> playing a little peekaboo. you know. And uh, y'all got the picture, didn't you? That was the visual for today, all right? That was the visual. And um, so finally she's like. And so he goes like this. And it goes like this. crazy. I don't know what that had to do with the message a, a few seconds ago. I'll just kidding. I'll just kid. You know what? The truth is, the truth is we all have areas in our life that play peekaboo, and other people see it and they're like, oh God, you're going to do something about that. Someone hand him a tissue. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's a, we forget that. There's an area in our life that is not exactly perfect. This guy was not exactly perfect. He was paraplegic. He was paralyzed. He couldn't do much. So he had people in his life that loved him for who he was. And saw him for who they believed he could be. They loved him for who he was. But they saw him for who he could be. That is the power of community. It's why community is essential. Because every one of us have areas in our life that are not right, they're broken, we're paralyzed in that area of our life, and we need other people that will come around us and say, I know you got this area in your life that's not right, but I'm going to love you anyways, I'm going to help you anyways, I'm going to be there for you anyways, I'm going to love you in spite of you, in spite of the you I wish was right, I'm going to love you anyways. And even though this is broken, I see this to be healed. You need people around the corners of your life holding your life together. It takes a village. It takes community. And it takes a community of Jesus followers. Because you know what? Give me, give me, give me now. Listen. Hear me today. Hear what I'm saying. Feel me today. Listen. If you get the wrong people in the corners of your life, they're going to give you their counsel. And you leave your husband And you go start having adultery and those people will say, oh, he don't deserve it even though you're in the wrong. And they will give you advice as if you are doing right. You better make sure that the people you got in your life are right and love Jesus and are the deal. Because you start hanging around some drug addicts, ain't going to be long. Guess who also is going to be a drug addict? Oh, no, no, no. See what I'm saying? They got to be the right people in your life. I'm talking about close, and that's why we value community, because we say, you know what? You need, as a Christian, and I'm done. Listen to me. As a Christian, you can't make it through this life by yourself. You're not that good. The Bible says two is better than one, because the one will fall. You better have number two to help you get back up and dust yourself off and encourage you. And tell you, you can do this. I talked to a guy on the phone. He's a friend. I've known him since he was in high school. Went to college together. I talked to him yesterday. Called, check up on him. His, his life has totally shattered. Wife has left him. Adultery. His children. It's a mess. It is a mess. And you know what he told me yesterday? He said, Tim, he said, I just want to tell you, thank you. For being that one person in my life that's never left me, no matter how bad it's got. And that isn't a Tim moment, because let me tell you how many people are out there for Tim pain, A lot more than four. But I said, thank you, God. That I've been able to be in his life and to be consistent in his life and to be a voice of truth in his life. He said, Tim, several years ago, I hit depression. I was feeling sorry for myself. Life was horrible. He's like, and you picked me up. You spoke to me as a friend. The Bible says a friend loves at all times. And a friend will tell you the truth. They don't tickle your ears and tell you what you want to hear. They will speak the truth. You need those kind of people in your life. Where do you find those kind of people? You find them in community. That's why we have small groups also known as community groups, because not that everyone there is going to be that person, but it gives you an opportunity to meet the right kind of people. Nothing better than a tailgate with your friends. You got the game. You're excited. It's pregame. You got the hype. You got the ball, you airing it out a little bit, you eating a, come on now, someone getting hungry. You're having a good time. Why? Because you're with the right people. Go through all the work, go to the, buy the tomatoes, buy the hot dogs, buy the brats, buy all that stuff, and go sit there on the tailgate by yourself. It's not the same. You got to have the right people there. You with me? You wouldn't go, if you're an LSU fan, you wouldn't go just tailgate by yourself with a bunch of Florida Gator fans. No, you want to be... You want to be with your own kind, right? Put me with the tigers is what you say. If you're a dog, you want to be around the dogs, man. Come on, we're going to Athens. I want to tailgate there. If you're an Alabama fan, you say, you know what? I want to be over here in Tide Nation, man. Here we go. Roll, tie, roll. That's my crowd right over there. That's home. And it is important that within Christianity you understand that community is the context where our life changes for the better, where people who see us for how we are say, "You know what? I'm going to commit to you to help move you closer to Jesus." That's what it's about. It's not that everyone in the group you mesh with, it's not that it's not that everything's going to be perfect. It's not that it's that, "You know what? You're giving yourself an opportunity." And we have community groups. Go on our website, Momentum Online, and get in a community. And I'm not, listen, I'm not mad. I'm just, man, I'm passionate about this. You know why? Because when your life is here, you want people, tailgate, hello, to celebrate. And when your life is all the way down there at the bottom, you want people who are in your corner, who know you and love you and believe in you, and they won't leave you paralyzed. They will pick you up, and they will do whatever it takes to get you closer to Jesus. And if that means figuring out how we're going to get on the roof, how we're going to remove the stuff, we're exactly on the roof. Someone was figuring that out. Someone was an engineer in that group because they brought them right in front of Jesus. Surround yourself with people who say, man, we're going to help move you closer to Jesus. That's the invitation today. Will you be intentional to be relational with the right kind of people? Let's pray. Jesus, I love you and I feel that passion in my heart because I believe in community. I've seen people who if it weren't for God's people when when the bottom fell out, they may have just gone on and ended their life. And who knows? Who knows today? God, there may be someone here today that they're so lonely. They're so isolated. They have withdrawn like a turtle in a shell. They said no one understands, no one cares, and they've isolated themselves into a dark corner where only harmful things will grow. God, may they come out into the light of community. Maybe there are people here, they've tried community before, they've been hurt. People talked about them, people heard them. They're just not sure. They're scared. They're timid. They're shy to get out on the floor again and to give it one more go-round. God, I pray that Momentum Church would be a church where, man, God, we'd see 100% of our attendees in community where they'd be intentional about being a real Jesus follower and doing life together with other Jesus followers in your name.